Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Great communication between us. Great communication all night, huh? Decisive all night, all right? Great communication, great poise, man. Got a lot of football, all right? Here we go! Brady dropping, throwing, uh, caught ball, Chris Godwin, touchdown Tampa Bay! Yeah! Way to go, Lenny! And the list of things to be jealous of Tom Brady of grows longer. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We are live in New York. Why are we showing you Tom Brady Washington football team highlights? Well, because Tom Brady was in the headlines all day yesterday. Welcome to our show. Kyle Brandt, I'm Kay Adams, Super Bowl champion, Sean O'Hara. He can never take that Super Bowl ring away from you, no matter how many millions of dollars I love Tom Brady. You know what? Not, not, Not a lot of people have any animosity towards him whatsoever. Anybody that I've ever met, everybody loves Tom Brady, including me. Mm. Interesting. Peter Schrager, you barely had your shoes on when you came on set today. What's happening? Just, I'm still floating <laughs> off this Brady news. I was rushing on to set, and now I'm here, yeah. Kay, and my shoes are on. Well, you work with Fox, so I'm really interested in your yeah. perspective on this as we hit the lead block. We lead found block. out lead about block. this happening, not the terms of it, just the news of it, during our show yesterday, and it dropped that Fox Sports did, in fact, announce that Brady, were, whenever he retires, will be their lead NFL analyst in the booth alongside Kevin Burkhart, friend of the show, somebody we love here on Good Morning Football. When that happens, he'll reportedly be making upwards of $37 million per year. And if you really do the math and break it down per week, per game, per season, it's a quite a lump sum. And yesterday, Bucks offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich was asked about what Brady, the broadcaster, might sound like. He's a football junkie, and he has an interesting perspective of the position. And I think it will be great for everyone to hear that, everyone to hear to see how he's wired, the way that he sees football, because we're talking about the best ever, right? The fact that we you get the best ever to play the quarterback position, have an opportunity to listen to him talk about football a year from now, two years from now, three years from now is a great thing. 
football junkie. Love it. Uh, it's been a crazy offseason all around for the league. It really has. And in the booths, as Peter was telling us yesterday. But uh, with what the Bucks just got, Brady's retirement, his unretirement, what they went through with Bruce Arians, his move to the front office, making way for Todd Bowles, of course. Not only this, guys, it's just May. Who knows what will happen before the season starts and actual football is actually played. So how does Tampa Bay's wild offseason impact the 2022 Buccaneers? Schrager, I haven't talked to you about this, and I yeah, cannot wait to hear you to say. I think, I think Byron Leftwich would be good in the booth. He sounded pretty eloquent. I was, I was, in, I was into Leftwich. Uh, into he's it. telling me that Brady's going to be even better. I think it's all milk and honey for the Bucks right now. Like, they didn't think Brady was coming back. So they were looking at Kyle Trask and some potential other guys. So this to them is all just, hey, this is icing on the cake. The question is, how's it going to affect Brady? I feel like every day now it's Brady this, Brady that. And you get to this latter part of the season, it's like, if... Brady loses a playoff game. Is he going into the booth during mm. the Super Bowl for Fox? Like, the Buccaneers might be the best team in the NFC this year. I'm assuming Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson, or whoever's with Kevin Burkhart, are going to be calling a lot of Tom Brady's games. Is there awkward tension there? These are such minute problems in the grand scheme, but every single moment, there's this hovering thing of, all right, but this is finite. Brady's going to be going up there at some mm. point. Can he and those guys block that out? Because to me, from the Buccaneers side of it, like they were looking at Kyle Trask a couple months ago, and they were like, I don't know, are we gonna have to go make a trade right. for Jimmy or Baker or yeah. something like this? Like this is all gold for them. The two guys I am fascinated by because this might be a small window in time for them to hit it big in a way that they can actually win a Super Bowl with this group of young men is Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator, and of course Todd Bowles, the new head coach. I, I wouldn't say it's pressure on them, but like. Bowles' window with Brady is going to be small, and we know that Brady now has a next step in his career. Do they have enough that they can do to put it all into the 2022 season? Because mm. as much as Leftwich is saying, it might be this year, it might be the year after that, it might be two, I can't imagine Brady coming back for another season. And this comes after the offseason, which we've already detailed, of a retirement, and then Arians is out, and a lot of stuff. And is he going to the Dolphins to be an owner? Is he going to the Niners to be a quarterback? This is the year you have him. Like, because this is the year. So I look at Bulls, I look at Leftwich, and I look at that group of men in that building, and I'm like, hey, this is the time. This is our window, and let's go win this thing now because I can't think 2023 uh -huh. and 2024 and beyond is going to be the same exact deal. You've had 24 hours almost, Peter, be on the phone with all your friends at Fox. Mm -hmm. like, is Brady going to run to the production meeting every day and say, let's go? Like, how's this going to go, buddy? How's I don't think there's been a lot of, a lot of insight on the Brady the broadcaster how it's gonna really be. i'll say everyone over there is pretty excited i don't know yeah. how he's gonna do but i'll tell you they're well, pretty excited the press release was pretty good they should the press release was great and the the dollars are a, a, a space invaders it's astounding but I, maybe the reason there hasn't been that much talk about it is because in maybe 18 months tom brady's gonna call a football game or maybe 30 or maybe 42 i'm just not like breathless about this i'm really interested in tom brady's football this year yeah. i'm really interested in seeing him getting back to the super bowl but i'm not like oh my god we finally know what brady's gonna do after his career it's, it's a long time from now and that's great and like i said the numbers are science fiction and i cannot believe they paid him that much money but it's a bold move and whatever i'm more interested in the football this year the Todd Bowles thing is interesting, and I have to say, I think if you look at it, I think Todd Bowles is a better fit for Tom Brady than Bruce Arians. Todd Bowles is from the Bill Parcells deal. He is a Belichick type, and it's almost like Brady did the relationship thing where you break up with your long-term significant other because you're like, I just can't take this anymore, and you have this wild time with Bruce Arians, and then you go right back to your type. And I think that'll be a perfect fit. I think he'll like that having Todd Bowles, like mm -hmm. a no BS defensive guy. But other than that, like I can't get to their, like, I don't know. It's a lot of distraction. Brady was suspended to start a season once and went on to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Brady has been through 
everything. Fox Bro was, was, was Camelot. Even like last year, Rogers, like full circus MVP, like the good ones deal. And there's like three or four good ones that I can say that about. I don't think it's gonna be a will he or won't he or. The only reason that, the only my concern about Brady is that all of a sudden we're gonna look in week seven and oh my God, he got old. Look, at, he can't, can't throw anymore. Then we'll go into the booth. But other than like distractions off the field, on the field, golf tournaments, products. He could have pushed to keep it quiet, Kyle. Why do you think he was agreeable, his side of announcing it now? I'm not sure. He's had a bizarre offseason in that sense. It's the sloppiest retirement and unretirement of all time. I'm still not even sure he would have unretired if it went the way he wanted it to so I don't know why it came out now but it's something that he also has a little bit of a Derek Jeter type thing that we saw in New York now if this is the farewell deal every game is going to be about this is the last time that so-and-so will play Brady so it is a little bit I don't know I want to say self-aggrandizing but it, it's taking the news and making it all about it and again this could happen two and a half years from now mm -hmm. three and a half it's a long time down the road Sean it feels kind of like Christmas for them. They both are getting gifts right here. All right, Brady's getting the gift of here's your next career, here's your next job and the money, and he's giving Fox a gift in, hey, I know you just lost your lead guy in Troy and sure. Buck, and so now this is a gift to Fox from Brady. I never would have seen this coming from Brady because he is so in the moment. Stay focused. He's mm -hmm. never once made it about himself leading into a season. He could have said, hey, look, I think this is my last year, or never done that. I want to mm. play on 45. It's always mm -hmm. about the next season. So. For him to say, yeah, I'm okay with going, let's let this cat out of the bag, or now, I think this happened rather quickly. I don't think this is something that had been brewing, otherwise we would have heard about it from a lot of other people. But for Brady, it's gotta be, all right, look, I, I now have something to go to, right? When we heard about him retiring, it was kind of on a whim. It was like, wow, that happened quick. Mm -hmm. And then his un-retirement talk was, I've got had a lot of time to think about it, mm -hmm. and you know what, I miss football so much already, and I wanna get back on it. This is the way for him to officially walk off, and now he doesn't have to miss football. So, uh, as far as an analyst, look, I know he's never done it before. I have no doubts that Tom Brady will have all kinds of coaches. He will have, well, sure. he will have plenty of coaching. He will have practices. He will have mock games. He, I'm sure he'll have people lining up to perform a mock game so he can pretend to call it. He will be great with the insight and the football aspect of it. No doubt about it. His perspective, that will be fun to watch, just like what the Manicast is. But my big question, you know, about the Bucks in this season, this unfinished business stuff has created motivation for him. And for him to know, hey, this is it. This is this is the last go around. And for what everybody in that building, business this is the last has. dance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The unfinished business of last year, he threw an unbelievable throw to Mike Evans yeah. to to take that tie that game. So he's not going to leave Bowl. until he's with and the he Lombardi. he sat there and watched the Rams go on and win the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's his motivation. He's yeah. looking at saying, man, I, well, better but it wasn't when he retired he the first time. Team. Like I... I think he's... He wants the Disney ending. Him coming back to Tampa Bay changes everything for all of them. Might get the Fox Despite all the wildness of Bruce Arians <laughs> retiring everything. This <laughs> is... He wants the Disney ending. Troy, Troy Aikman gets the Disney ending. Yeah. yeah that. Brady gets the Fox ending. Good job, Peter. <laughs> Time for a little Whiteboard Wednesday. One of my favorite segments. You just heard Will hopefully give the news about DJ Reader sort of defending his Bengals team and being happy that the defense might fly under the radar this season. Now, the offense or defense that you think will fly under the radar this season is who, Peter? You know, we talk so much about the Dolphins' offense with Mike McDaniel and Tyreek and all these guys. You know who had one of the best defenses in the entire league last year and brings back just about everybody and their defensive coordinator? The Miami Dolphins' defense. Dolphins' defense. Xavier Howard, maybe the best corner in football. Byron Jones back there at safety. Mm -hmm. Of course, we love Jalen Phillips, the rookie, and what he did in his first season. You go right down to Christian Wilkins. Although Van Ginkle is one of their starting outside linebackers. We love the game. He's great. The we look at all these Dolphins offensive highlights throughout this entire offseason, but the defense was really good last year. Over the final eight weeks of the season, the Dolphins 
They gave up the least points in the league. Pretty cool. And so you bring in McDaniel, and then you say, okay, Josh Boyer, who was a defensive coordinator under Flores, we're not gonna blow you, we're gonna keep you, we're gonna retain you, just do your thing. So Dolphins defense, not a topic we talk about on this show too often, <laughs> but if we're mentioning Van Ginkle, you know that I'm excited. Andrew Van Ginkle and <laughs> the Dolphins yes. D, underrated, under the radar. Uh, I think we're gonna remember the Titans, and I'm gonna go Tennessee Titans here for their defense flying under the radar, because I think the banter this whole season is gonna be about Ryan Tannehill, and it's gonna be about Malik Willis. If Ryan Tannehill starts to struggle, what's that offense look like? We just did a whole segment on Derrick Henry. I think all eyes are on this Titans offense, and people forget about how good this defense is. They were the second best rushing D last season, and yet nobody really talks about Jeffrey Simmons. Bud Dupree Nine uh, on, on, on the other edge. They just inked Harold Landry to a monster deal. They've got some studs on the back end. Kevin Byer still doing his thing. I think Caleb Farley, if he can find a way to stay on the field, this defense is legitimate, and that front is ferocious. So I love me a, a Mike Vrabel coached team, let alone defense. The things that they do on third down are very tricky. And I think when you look at the Titans, they're right there on that board. So give me the Titans, Kyle. How did the defense of the Titans feel in the whole offseason? I mean, they, you said it. Nine sacks of Burrow. They were all over him, and they lose at home as a one seed. That's got to be frustrating. I'm going to talk about the Bears' offense. And listen, we've been pretty, I would say, at, at best epathetic, at worst negative about the state of the Chicago Bears. And I'll, I'll explain why. There's just no foothold to talk about them. It's very strange. They're probably, as we've said, the 32nd most high-profile team right now in the league. What do you get hyped about? I think Bears fans in this weird purgatory about Eberflus, I think that sounds good. Luke Getze, I, I think we don't really know these people. Here's what you know. You have an unbelievably strong, powerful, athletic quarterback entering his second year with a new offensive coordinator, new head coach, a really good running back, some promising young talent to throw to, and that's no expectations, zero. So you want a team that's going to surprise somebody? Oh, my God, the Bears are 2-1. and one. Oh, my God, the Bears are 4-2. and two. I think they are ripe for it. They have good talent and a lot of change. The, the foothold you want is number one, QB1 for the Chicago Bears in the second year. Justin Fields, go get it and get some salmon, my man. All right, news of Tom Brady's broadcasting contract shocked the sports world yeah. yesterday. We found out who's the player that you'd most like to see in the broadcast okay. booth upon the ending of their career. I can feel the groan from Kyle before I even flip this whiteboard. Who was it say, Brady? Is it's it a player. It's a player for, for about six months. You're like, is there anyone in there? I think Stafford would be good. I think Stafford would be good. And I'll tell you, it's the okay. post-Super Bowl Stafford right, that it's kind of right. loosey-goosey now. Like, I, he, he came on the morning after the Super Bowl with, on his wife's podcast and was very loosey-goosey with the details. It was very fun. Did I got to interrupt. Have you seen the commercial? He's got a commercial the, now. The commercial now it? with the phone company. It's good. And my girl, Lily. Yeah, Lily. Is fantastic. Um, and he sums up his career. And he says, and they, they talk and he goes, wow, that's a pretty good trade. Sometimes a trade can change everything. And then this dude winks at the camera. Hey, no. And it's like, I'm, I feel like I'm looking at Gene Kelly or something. For like 12 old years, Stafford right. gave us very little. I feel like he's kind of candid. There's a little cutler in him with where he's off the hip. Really? Like the commercial. I'm being on Stafford right now. I think he'd be good in the booth. It's a good idea, yeah. Pierre. Can we get the quarterbacks out of the booth? What's okay, with sorry. all the quarterbacks? Like, why, the, every single booth has quarterbacks in there. Can we get some men that okay. really talk it's football and that know football? When yeah, someone misses a block, we will explain and we will break it down. Give me Jason Kelsey, all right? Give me the mummer right now. And in case you never saw his 
speech after they won the Super Bowl, but he's in full outfit. Uh, I mean, this is phenomenal. You got to Google it because it, it was tremendous. And then how he went down the roster and named every player that was on the roster too short, too slow, shouldn't be here. He's got a motivational factor to him. I don't know what he, if he'll keep the beard or not, but I think Jason Kelsey, the personality, being in the booth, no doubt about it, he'd have a little uh, over Travis, a, a little adrenaline. He'd Jason. Yeah, Travis could could join him too, but Jason's going to be in the booth before Travis. Travis mm. got a lot more going on. I think mm-hmm. Jason's on his mm-hmm. way out. We both know that. about it. He'd have some mm-hmm. uh, some mm-hmm. Kelsey cast liquids in the booth. I'd be in the Kelsey cast. I'm going to zag here, and I'm going to make this personal for Good Morning Football. It's going to be a strange answer, but let me explain. This is a young running back who came out of North Carolina. I played one year for the Jets last year. Had a really productive year. Came to our show live in Los Angeles, right next to SoFi Stadium, outside early in the morning, very cold, and he was just quirky and original and different. And out of nowhere, he's like, "Hey, you guys." want me to do a promo for the Super Bowl? And we're like, yeah, go ahead, Michael Carter. And he just did it. Sunday night. <laughs> Super Bowl weekend. Rams, Bengals, Burrow, Stafford, Odell, Chase. It all comes down to this. Super Bowl 50. Six. 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 <laughs> it's his watch. And that's just on his own. And it doesn't work unless he puts the hand over yeah. the mouth. Fully committed. Maybe we need a 23-year-old running back in the booth. With due respect to the quarterback's alignment, I like this guy. I think Kay also hit something. What time was that? 6 a.m. That was 6 a.m. Pacific. Pacific. At the latest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's likely he came to our show straight from <laughs> he was still enjoying up. some yeah. of the festivities out in Los yeah. Angeles, to be candid. But he, very few guests come in, I'll just be honest, that blow our socks yeah. off. We had expectations for Michael Carter, of course, <laughs> excited to meet him, but he absolutely crushed it. Quick question for you on Stafford. Is the weight off his shoulders going to be a good thing with his play? I think so. Because, like, all the pressure in the world is off of him. He has a ring. Is it going to yeah, hit him in the right I think way? he's, like, cool, fun. I think we're getting a different version of Stafford. He was usually kind of tight and mm. quiet. Now it's... It's here. I am. I, I like thought Lily. about that. I, I like that. No, no. Some news here on the show ahead of the schedule release. Mm-hmm. It is the Cowboys going to Green Bay to take on the Packers. Those are just little nuggets that are coming out about the schedule. We know now one of the triple header games for Christmas Day. We know mm-hmm. some Monday night football action on ABC and ESPN. And there's more on the way. We're revealing it all week, little piece by piece. But the entire thing will be at 8 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network tomorrow. So mm. one sleep away. And of course, head on over to NFL.com/slash tickets to figure figure out where you want to go, when, and why. We'll be back on Good Morning Football after this. Do not miss it. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. game. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. It's a holiday week here, Shrig. Schedule released a little bit over 24 hours away. What do you think? We already got a few, and they're awesome matchups. I can't wait. Curious to see who's the week one mm-hmm. kickoff game, though. Mm-hmm. We haven't found that out You yet. thought it might have been Russell Wilson against the Rams, but it's not. That's the Christmas day. We're getting little pieces to the puzzle, but the entire reveal is tomorrow and right here on NFL Network. Don't flip your channel till then. You don't know what news we'll find out about when these teams play each other. I mean, we just got this this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle, it's pretty cool. It's unbelievably cool. It's all the way at the end of November before Thanksgiving. The international games will be going on, but we have another chapter of Packers versus Cowboys. It's been a lot in Green Bay's favor, but that's already on the, it's on the calendar. We know when it's coming, November 13th, they're playing. This is Good Morning Football. That's Kyle Brent, Peter Schrager. Hello. My name's Kay Adams. This is Sean O'Hara, our Super Bowl champion, and we have lots to get to in celebration of schedule release and news that's going on and Brady. And, okay, the Packers will, of course, be without Devontae Adams because of that blockbuster trade that sent him to Vegas to hang out with his boy Derek Carr. Well, our boy, Tom Pelissero, sat down with Matt LaFleur and asked him about the departure of their all-pro wide receiver to stare at the eyebrows in all their glory. When you know it's final and he's going to be leaving the team, like how does that hit you personally and professionally? Tay and I have a, a great relationship. I think there's a, a great mutual respect. Certainly he, he's a guy that's going to be tough to replace. So you never want to let great players like that walk away from your team. But it's one of those deals where some tough decisions have to be made. There's times where change can pull up the fabric of a team, whether it's a really great player, whether it's coaches leaving. What, if anything, gives you confidence that this group will stay bound together? Well, I think that's the challenge each and every year because there's no, there's no guarantees in, in this game. So there's big challenges for Green Bay. Matt LaFleur, great job by Tom Pelissero there. Between the two teams in this huge Week 10 game that was just revealed, Cowboys-Packers in Green Bay November 13th, which team right now, guys, middle of May, has more question marks? Boys or Packers? I think it's the Packers. And as we're announcing this this matchup, I think the question is how many points are they going to beat the Cowboys by? This is the, the closest that Rodgers has been to a Super Bowl in a long time. This is a big 
big game from him when we get to it. And listen, there's questions about what they're going to do offensively and how do they replace Devontae, and I think those are valid. I just I think this, this matchup is very, very special, and I think it has a lot to do with the head coach. Aaron Rodgers will be facing his head coach, his old head coach, Mike McCarthy, not for two or three years, for 13 years they spent together. And I think their relationship was good, and I think it was respectful, and I think Rodgers would rather die than lose to him. I really do. And I think that Mike McCarthy has the job as Cowboys head coach in large part because he campaigned and sold himself on all the offensive efficiency over the year and all the productivity and how my offenses move the ball and my offenses don't have turnovers. And, my, and I think that's a lot because of number 12, maybe exclusively because of number 12. I think the idea that McCarthy would beat Rodgers would be shocking to Rodgers and I think probably personal and frustrating and for a guy this deep in his career who is looking for those types of things. Also, I mentioned this earlier, Rodgers has had his way with the Cowboys in really big games. Seven and two, and that includes losing the first time. 16 and two, uh, touchdown, interception, all that. You know, there's a funny thing, I was wondering whether or not to bring this up. A few years ago, we were at Honors, and we were on the red carpet, Kay and me, and we're talking to Rodgers. Okay. And there was this little thing I'll never forget. We're talking to him, it's going great, and Rodgers is being really generous and everything, and they're doing what they do in those shows, is like, go to Kevin and Melissa, go to Kevin and Melissa, go to Kevin and Melissa, and we could all hear it, and we could see it on the monitor. Kevin and Melissa were with Dak. And Dak was a big deal then. I think this is after the 2016 season. He was the future star. And like, we kind of rushed a little bit. And I think Rogers knew we rushed. I and love I, this. And I, Behind I, the music. Wait, what? Yeah. You yeah. played my music to get to Dak? It was a little bit of that. Yes. And now he's busting chops and he's dry as hell. And we were all in this party mode. Yeah. But I'll never forget there was a sentiment of like, you're rushing me to get to that guy? And I think that that was a very loaded sentiment. Not only that like, I'm still the man, but like, I'm a Packer and that's a cowboy and we beat them and that's what we do. And like, let me finish my anecdote about how I'm doing my offseason. And we wanted to as well. Dak was a hot get at the time, but it just struck me. I think Rodgers feels differently about the Cowboys. He does a lot, a lot of teams in the NFC. He doesn't have an NFC rival. Who is his NFC rival? The Niners, I guess, lately. But over the scape of his Seahawks career. for a while. Right? Yeah, but it's over. NFC West. It's over. Too, yeah. It's over. I think he looks at the Cowboys differently. I think he likes beating them. And I think he likes beating Dak. And I think he will backflip to beat McCarthy. Completely yeah. oblivious to this being a thing that day. Didn't Different notice at all. things stick with you. That, that stuck with me. They were like, go get him. Yeah. And I went like, Oh, that was like great. A Rottweiler straight at him, like you, you're coming with me, and then we pulled him up. And you landed him. Probably like full of adrenaline and missed that completely. Yeah. Well, he was great, and but like I think we waved off a couple of times with the producer. Imagine that. And uh, <laughs> then they're like, we have to get to Melissa and Kevin. They've yeah. got Dak Prescott. Oh. Like, we got Rodgers, and like yeah. I think he picked yeah, yeah, up yeah. on that. Yeah. That's sure. why I have no questions about <laughs> about Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. I, I don't have any questions about whether or not they None, can finish huh? the game and, wow. and whether or not Aaron Rodgers is going to light it up. Yeah. yeah. I, my questions are with the Cowboys. My questions are, can they actually close a game out? Our last vision of them was butchering the end-of-game scenario against the 49ers at home. Dak Prescott with the quarterback draw at the end, they're trying to spike mm -hmm. the ball and, and you know what? Like, just them not finishing games has a recurring theme for them. So, I'm just curious how Dak Prescott plays without his closer. Like, I, he doesn't have Amari Cooper. He, he doesn't have his, his go-to guy. Yeah. In that playoff game that I was talking about, biggest game of the season. Leading receiver was Dalton Schultz. All due respect to Dalton. <laughs> Dalton Schultz. I love him. He's phenomenal, but you got Gallup, you know, you got CeeDee Lamb, and yet those two guys didn't show up. I've been hearing about CeeDee Lamb for two years. I, this, I hope this is the year. That's waiting, I'm waiting for him to, go, to explode. So those are my questions for the Cowboys. I'm sure their defense is going to be fine, but offensively, can they keep pace?
Mm-hmm. If they gave CeeDee Lamb the ball in these big spots, he would be that guy. I have questions about everything with the Cowboys, and this offseason was not good for the Cowboys. I, sorry, Dallas fans, it was not a good offseason. When you look at the compensation that they got for mm-hmm. Amari Cooper compared to what the compensation that the Packers got for Devontae Adams and what Tyreek Hill got, what A.J. Brown got. You know, Tom Pelissero mentioned this last week on the show. It's like, did the Cowboys trade Amari too soon? Look at why do they only get a fifth? And, like, did they just get fleeced on this trade? This oh. makes no sense. AJ Brown gets a first and a third. Devontae gets a first and a second. Tyreek gets a first, a second, two fourths. And Amari only gets a fifth and a sixth? It was like they dumped Amari just because? All right, well, that's one thing. Then we look at all these different losses. I'm not so concerned about Cedric Wilson Jr., but Lyle Collins, Connor Williams, and then the last one. Randy Gregory was all set to go to Dallas, didn't like the language, backed out of that deal, then goes to, to Denver. It's like, Questions. Uh, there's stuff off the field with the team. We don't know what's going on with the mm-hmm. organization at large. Mm-hmm. I don't feel good about the Cowboys right now. And yes, I think they're still the favorites in the NFC East, but who's got more questions? I don't know, there's a lot of departures from the Cowboys and they ended their season in a pretty terrible way where we were left with question marks on how that all went down, the communication from the sideline to the quarterback, and none of that's changed. So the exception of Micah Parsons and Dak Prescott and Dan Quinn, mm-hmm. I don't feel great about the Cowboys. I think they have a lot more question marks than the Packers, even yeah. without Devontae Adams. If you're wondering out there why we are sizing up these two teams, it's because we just found out we are facing each other on November 13th. It'll be on Fox, the late afternoon window, getting that treatment. And I think we should just take a moment quickly to talk about Adams in this matchup. And you guys can go with me on this. You think about what this rivalry will look like, if you can call it a rivalry, without him. When he had a, you know, a quiet rookie season, Devontae Adams, and then he jumped off the map. Who makes the clutch play? in these games for the Packers this year, Kyle? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. That's what we keep asking. Is it when this game is played, November 13th, Christian Watson, how many touchdowns does he have so far? This is the guy that they drafted in the second round out of North Dakota State. He's supposed to be this their next second-round great, like Devontae's. When they get to that game, is he a thing? Is he sitting on four, five, six touchdowns? Is he still finding his way like Amari Rodgers was? I don't know who's making the clutch. I, I think Tanya's really good, and I think Lazard is what he is, and those are good players, but like, there's no Devontae. Yeah. I, I, I've said Sammy it all Watkins, does that do anything? No. no. I think they're going to run the hell out of the ball with those two running backs, and I think their defense is going to be really good. Knowing what you know about Aaron, is he? Yeah. how is he feeling? Like, is he like, I can do it without Devontae, or is he... It's an interesting season for him, right? Is he happy to hear you say they're going to run the hell out of the ball? Well, I remember right after the draft, he was on McAfee, and he said defense wins championships. And I remember I've heard him say that before. He likes to hype the defense, but they're playing Dallas. They need that Devontae play. I don't know who it's going to be yet. And I don't know how happy he is. I think he probably would have liked one of those first-round receivers. I really do. It'd be interesting to pay that guy all that money to run the football, have him hand the ball off. So this is what we know, and then this is going to be Week 10, Cowboys at Packers. You'll find out everything you need to know about the full schedule, the whole gauntlet, as far as when these games are tomorrow night at 8 on the NFL Network. Is there a marquee matchup, Shriggs, that you want to talk about in the Mm. NFC that you are excited more than others to find out what it is? Yeah, when is that Buccaneers-Rams rematch going to be? I feel like there was more meat on the bone to that game. It was the divisional round. It was in Tampa Bay, and it was the greatest moment in Matthew Stafford's career until three weeks later when he put on a Super Bowl ring. I I loved this game, and historically... The Rams with McVay have owned Brady. I believe they're 3-0 against him. Mm. Brady, is this his last dance? I'm not sure, but this game was so good and they are going to play again. 
Does the NFL have the courage to put this in week 17? Or is the NFL putting this on Sunday night with Tariko and Collinsworth in like week yeah. three? Cannot wait for this game. Rams-Buccaneers rematch. Bring it to me. I will be there watching no matter where it is and when it's played. So, yeah, let's keep with the Bucks theme right there. Let's go Buccaneers, the Green Bay Packers. I don't know, maybe they sandwich this game in between a couple of frozen games up in Lambeau and let uh, Aaron Rodgers thaw out. But the last time we saw the Bucks and the Packers, they couldn't protect Aaron Rodgers. It was JPP and, yeah. and Shaq Barrett taking down Aaron Rodgers, and it wasn't a great game for him. And he held on to the ball a bunch of times. They end up losing that game. The Bucs go on to win the Super Bowl. So I, I think this will be a fun rematch. Obviously, this is this will be Brady's probably the last time playing Aaron Rodgers. But we got the two-time NFL MVP in Aaron Rodgers. And Brady on the other side. This is uh, this is heavy hitters right there. This is a heavyweight heavyweight. Sean, do you think right that here. Brady will ever be calling an Aaron Rodgers game? Mm. I wonder how that timeline works out. Rodgers have to play a couple more years. Brady would have to hang it up and be playing. That's the world that we're living in these days. Yeah, no, it'll definitely happen. You think? And definitely. I think Brady might talk about how the fact that maybe he should have been the MVP last season. Uh huh. There's gonna be some banter. Not the league in passing. We're all playing with the same pieces here. It's like I, I don't know how that wordle stuff works, but I think we're playing yeah. with the match. There's only so many good teams in the NFC. I know. You're right. There's like I think there's three. So I'll, I'll take my turn, and I'm going to go with Packers-Rams. I'll just shuffle that around. Hmm. All kinds of intrigue here. First of all, it's the best quarterback versus the best player in the league. I want to see Aaron Rodgers versus Aaron Donald. It's Aaron versus Aaron, and Donald has gotten them before. These games, when they've played, you would think Rodgers-McVay instantly memorable. It really wasn't. Um, Donald did get his, his piece of him, and he's brought him down. He's added him to his sack list. But also, there's this other layer now. Rodgers has a lot of experience against Bobby Wagner from all those times playing him mm. mean, from the Packers versus the Seahawks. So I, I'm completely into that. Also, like, Rodgers loves Stafford. He always speaks glowingly. Before it was cool, before Peter started doing it, <laughs> to talk about how Stafford's great and Stafford's called games, he'd always be like, man, nine there in Detroit. He's really got it going. So there's a huge amount of respect versus them. And again, I think we got two more years of Rodgers. I want to see him stack marquee wins. And this is a massive one to beat the defending Super Bowl champs. This does it for me. At Jimothy, no. with your thoughts, I'll hit you. I'll get out of this Bucks Packers triangle. Okay. Or like those a couple. Where are you games. going? There's a really interesting game here. It is the Washington Football, or the Commanders. See, nice. I got a good start. Good save. Really got a game. So I'm not gonna. That's gonna be a tough one for me. They go into Philly mm. at some point. This is. I like this because the Wentz. That's all you need. You need the price of admission for Carson Wentz goes into the Rowdy Link for the first time since they traded him away last year. There's gonna be a ton of juice. You know, that building's going to be crazy. And I just hope that they treat him respectfully. You know, we had Tory Smith on last week. He's talking to us about, you know, what a stud he thinks Carson is. I don't think anybody out there can tell me that they win the Super Bowl if it wasn't for his contributions earlier in the season and how he handled things. It's a very it's a great, great interesting thing. game. So Wentz's rap in Philly is that he mentally wasn't strong enough, wasn't tough right. enough. Yep. And they are known as the most critical, harshest fans. Are they just going to be brutal to him or do they cheer Wentz? What do you think? I think brutal. You know, they were so excited. If he wasn't in Washington, yeah, maybe. It, but like, here comes. Oh, in a Washington uniform. That's, yeah. We, well, we've seen this before. Don't make me happy. Yeah, but this yeah. is. They this. booed him the minute they drafted him. But is him. this like booing like Commissioner Goodell gets booed, and it's like an endearing thing, and Philly fans just do it, or is it actually like malicious? You know, I think that well, we're going to see it with Russ go back to Seattle, and I, I think Different. what helps Russell is that he is not playing for the Niners. 
the, the, the Washington thing is massive equating in this, and I think it will not be pleasant. I don't. And then which Carson shows up, not even from that perspective. Yeah. Does he come and light the world on fire? Does he pull up in that bus and say, oh, hey, Nick Foles statue, let's park the thing, yeah. get out yeah. and uh, like, let me torch the world? He could. Okay, Ertz comes back. He'll get a standing ovation and be beloved. Yes. Carson Wentz comes back. I yeah. think he's heckled and beat. Key component in that game is what, what time's kickoff? If it's 1 o'clock, I uh -huh. think that he might get a little cheer. Oh, it's a night game? Uh, no, absolutely. He's getting throttled. Yeah. Ron Rivera yeah. is not safe either. Like he, he coached for the Eagles Yingling. as well, so he won't be safe. I will say that parking lot at the link is one of my favorites to walk through ahead of yeah. the game. Unbelievable theater all around. All right, we are just one sleep away. All 32 teams, all the matchups, and we're bumping, Grillo. We really are at the 2022 oh. NFL schedule release presented by Verizon tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on NFL Network. And who's got a better shot at MVP this season? Could it be Rust out in Denver? Or is it Aaron Rodgers for the third straight year? They don't like to do that, Kyle, they say. They really don't. It's very tough. You have to make it undeniable, and maybe he will. Plus, in the super competitive AFC West, which team's draft could give them the edge? Is it the Raiders draft? Guess what we got coming up, guys? Spring fling, baby! Ah! You want it, you love it, spring fling. You get some phone sound of phone. I think it's funny. I need a harp. It freaks me out, though. It's calling and calling. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18, my first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7. 
or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. That beautiful heart brings us to our favorite off-season segment of all time. In mm -hmm. six years of the show, it's called Spring Fling. Every day we are breaking down a division and evaluating their draft class. Today we will focus on the AFC West. Why don't you start us off with the Broncos? What'd they do? Yeah, the Broncos didn't have a first-round pick, and they had to wait until the 32nd pick of the second round to take some of the 64th overall pick. This was the first selection of Nathaniel Hackett's career as a head coach and just the second first-round pick or second draft of George Payton, Nick Benito sitting there. And I remember being at the draft being like, Nick Benito's still on the board? Why is Nick Benito there, this great Oklahoma pass rusher? What's he doing out there? Why is he still on the board? Here was George Payton's reaction when the Broncos were finally on the clock. Nick Benito at 64, holy yeah. He could play. And Nick Benito at 64, yeah, that might be his new nickname. Nick Benito at 64. 64, holy bleep. Holy bleep, awesome player at Oklahoma. Now look, they played in that quirky 3-3-5 defense down there in Oklahoma, which didn't translate necessarily to like NFL film. Nick Benito can play, he's all over the field. You can go in depth about all these picks, but the Broncos had a great offseason in that they acquired Russell Wilson. I would also add Randy Gregory was a good get. DJ Jones was a great get. And Nick Benito was in that conversation. I think he makes an immediate impact and makes their defense, which was already very good, even better. Broncos, draft, not a ton of write-up on it because they didn't mm -hmm. have the first-round pick. Nick Benito at 64, holy bleep. Yeah, <laughs> talk about defenses in this division. So you better have some offensive linemen. You better have some guys that can block. The Chargers, when you look at what they did with their offensive line last year, they basically re-signed the entire crew. They brought in Corey Lindsley uh, through a free agency, but Rayshon Slater was a slam dunk. Look who they added here. Look, Zion Johnson, immediate week one starter, and an upgrade at guard. They also, you look down that list, Jamari Sawyer, who we had on this show here, he's listed as a guard. Now, he played left tackle for Georgia. So I think he's going to slide over to the right side. And, you know, for all you Chargers fans, you will welcome that, I'm sure. So they did a great job solidifying this offense, and it's all about protecting Herbert right now, right? So Jamari Sawyer, he, he's very versatile. Zion Johnson out of Boston College, I thought he was the best guard coming out yeah. of this draft. Reminds me a lot of Roger Saffold. Has has great balance. You never see him on the ground. He's phenomenal. Got great power. Phenomenal athlete, golfer as well. So he's gonna do. He's gonna fare well out in L.A. But I love what the Chargers did. Defensively, they got J.T. Woods a safety. So they got him back there with Derwin James. If you're a Chargers fan right now, I mean, you're plugged in. The lightning bolts are coming out of your you-know-what right mm. now with this draft. Well, listen, this this, this spring fling has particular stakes, guys. This is the most electric one we've done, not only because of the Chargers, because of the division. We've been talking about this division for two straight months, and i got to go to the team that's been owning it, and owning really the AFC as much as they can over the last half uh, decade. It's the Chiefs. With due respect to the interior lineman, Sean, and your favorite guard, that was not the deal here with the Chiefs. You saw them against the Bills. You saw them against the Bengals. We got uh, corners, pass rushers, wide receivers, safeties. In fact, they didn't take an offensive lineman until their seventh pick. They had a lot of picks. Trent McDuffie is the headliner here. Um, trade with the Patriots to land him. That's how much Brett Veach liked him. And that means 
Day one starter, that's the guy. That guy's going to be out there, whether it's the nickel or the corner. Week one for the Kansas City Chiefs, that's the expectation. So who the hell knows who they're going to play? But it'll probably be somebody high flying. He's probably going to guard a veteran, pedigreed, electric wide receiver in whatever lands on their schedule. Find out tomorrow. We will find out tomorrow. Exactly. Tomorrow's May 12th. And then, all right, the other guy that Sean talked about him earlier in the week. Peter, I know you have your thoughts and you got your car laughedus and all that. Can we talk about Sky Moore? Let's go. Sky Moore is out of the Mac. That's SK with a double Y. Double Y because they lost Tyreek Hill. That's why. Western Michigan. Now, he is much smaller than Marquez. He is not the same body type as Juju. He is small. He is fast. He is that guy that is going to hit a home run from them. And I think they liked him that much. I think Veach, for, for, if you say one thing about him in this draft, he had a lot of conviction. Knew who he liked. The picks came in quick. The picks sometimes were traded for. And this is going to be a question of, we know they're going to be in the playoffs. Is Sky Moore going to make a play in the divisional round? Is there are other other picks going to make a play in the title game? That's the question here. The Chiefs are always one you look at because of their dominance. And this division is big. They got faster and they got more athletic. And I like it. Me too. Let's talk about the Raiders okay. to wrap up our spring fling AFC West. They didn't make many draft picks. In fact, their first and second round picks were Devontae Adams. Mm. They did not have one, but that was your draft pick, and you know he's going to be a massive difference maker. Reunited with Derek Carr. We love that. Outside, here's what jumps out to me. They take two running backs, right? Zamir White from Georgia in the fourth round. Burton Brown from UCLA, that's the seventh. Vegas, interestingly enough, declined Josh Jacobs' fifth-year option. So one of these guys, maybe both of them, is going to inherit a workload and probably get going sometime this season. I do think the Zamir White is very intriguing, right? 4-4. So everybody wants to talk about Dalvin Cook's little brother. Yep. And he was drafted two rounds ahead of him. But who was the starting running back for this Georgia team? It was Zamir. He was the guy. We had the same situation a couple of years ago with a pair of Georgia running backs. Sony Michelle mm -hmm. taken well ahead of Nick Chubb and who ended up being the world-beating star, it's Nick Chubb. So I wouldn't be surprised if history repeats itself in this way. Not many people talking about this draft pick, probably because of where he was taken, but I kind of like, like him a lot, and they mm -hmm. need to figure out a run game, and I'm surprised they didn't bring back Josh Jacobs. On that He'll be back. It's just he's got to prove himself for that fifth year, and then got we'll it. see what the contract is. Mm -hmm. Amir White, if you watched all those big playoff games, like he was the one, and Cook was the 1A, and Cook got a lot of love because he went to Buffalo, James but Cook went two rounds earlier than him. I don't know if White can run, and mm -hmm. he can apparently hit. Peter, every single year you pick the Chiefs to get to the yeah. Super Bowl. Have you been thinking about yeah. who your division yes. winner is here? Like, yes. how, how are you feeling? You don't have to give it or anything. I'm just, no, you know, we've got a long time to go, but the Broncos are really good. Yeah. The Raiders are really good, uh -huh. and the Chargers are really good. I, I don't know if I'm going to go Chiefs again. Okay, I do. What is your Russell Wilson thing? <laughs> Russell Wilson has me. The last what two happened? years. We've watched him for years. Tom Brady went to Tampa, yeah. rejuvenated. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Stafford, Matthew Stafford, goes to L.A., rejuvenated. Russell Wilson has this like glow and click to him and the way those guys are all talking, like I sense it, I smell it, I feel it. The Broncos might be the team this year. Mm. That sounds like more than a fling for you. Mm -hmm. Maybe it is. Do you feel the Maybe same way the about worst. Matt Ryan in Indianapolis? No. No? No. <laughs> it's the same pattern. You were, I was just following the pattern. No. You were, but you don't. But he was the MVP and he was? Russell. Yeah. And now he's in a good team. Russell Wilson's never got an MVP vote. Is it because Matt Ryan doesn't come <laughs> on our show in a few years? I think Maybe he should come on our show and talk about their week four game against the Jaguars. <laughs> And we'll talk about them. Really yeah. But you like their defense. Okay. Colts. Yeah. yeah. Defense. I love yeah. We will see you guys tomorrow, and then we'll have schedule reveal day. Enjoy your beautiful Wednesday. Bye, guys. The phone's ringing. <laughs>
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.